Welcome to the Momzum Maternity YouTube and Podcast. Today's host is Alicia Summers. So, Alice Chan, wait, is that Chinese? It is. Mandarin, Cantonese? I speak Cantonese, um, but I try to take some classes in Mandarin when I was a bit older because I think it's a lot easier to learn. And I think that's kind of like where the language is kind of transitioning. More people are speaking Mandarin. Yeah. So I have my two boys enrolled in Mandarin classes just nice. recently. Yeah. Because I, so my mom is Chinese, came from oh. Taiwan, um, you know, first generation Taiwanese. And she tried teaching me Mandarin. I mean, I went to Chinese school growing up and it, I wish I would have kept up with it. I mean, it's so rusty. I could kind of understand it, but I wish I could speak it fluently now. Like, I bet you could, I bet you could tell some of the, the words if it's, if it's like a conversation, you could probably pick up. Yeah, yeah, words. yeah, for sure. Because my grandma. So you're, are you half mm -hmm. Chinese? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So my dad's Irish, English, Polish, you know, so Chinese and white, that's me. So, um, but that's so great. You're getting your boys enrolled into Chinese school. That is going to do wonders for them in the future. Good. Yeah. Luck. And even if they don't remember, I think just cognitively with their brains trying to decipher a different language than English and the formatting of that, I think it's going to help in some ways in terms of like how their brain is working and it doesn't matter if it's Cantonese or German or whatever, but I thought Mandarin because then I could help them out a little bit and kind of help them speak. And also I'm learning alongside with them because I want to brush up on my Mandarin too. I think it's yeah. important to keep that. My goodness. I don't know how you find the time. I'm going to list off all of your accomplishments, but I, I think it's pretty cool. You're a boy mom too. How old are your boys? I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Are you a boy mom too? Yes, three and five. Oh, I thought you were going to say three boys. <laughs> no, gosh, no. Ah, I think I'm um, drowning with two. So it's a, And that's a young age, right? Five and three. That's a handful. It's they're active and they're and boys just have so much energy. I just and especially like they're so close in age. It feels like I have twins. Yeah, but it's also really cute because they have so much in common because of the age differences, that's such a close gap. They're gonna like be best friends. They are, they're best friends or the worst enemies, either yeah. or. Yeah, same, same. Um, they're in, they work for you all the time. They're in school right now, how about yours? My seven-year-old recently just got back to full-time, oh, uh, 8.40 to 3 p.m. just three weeks ago. I've had him for over a year, uh, just doing um, homeschooling for the first half and then it was, 9 to 11 a.m which was it gave me a two-hour break but really it wasn't a two-hour break and my four-year-old we took them we took him out of nursery school um before the shutdown the official shutdown in new york so it's early march and he's been with me since and tuesdays are the only times i get him to do like a program which is like a two-hour program so i just dropped him off this is like worked out so well i dropped him off came home and i'm like okay the house is all to myself right now Nice. Which, so the timing is amazing i so he's he's out of this out of the house once or twice a week with like well, little good because you need a break and yeah. you know homeschooling I, i'm not a teacher i don't know how that went for you but it was horrible for me um i'm not a teacher and i'm not the most patient person yeah. so teaching sight words 
and math i i realized i wasn't really good at first grade math because they changed it on us mm-hmm. like there's this new method in counting now that i couldn't decipher so it was it was horrible i think the homeschooling was the most stressful part of the pandemic life for sure yeah, yeah. and and you have a lot going on too so you you're a stand up comedian you've been on some pretty major big TV shows and online publications. You created a comedy show and you founded a parenting platform. You also write, produce, and on top of that, you're a photographer and marketer on the side. Right, but I don't do all that every day. (laughs) Yeah, so what's the secret? Like, how do you do all that and have two little boys? Um, Well, the secret is is that I don't do all of it at 100% every day. I do like 5% of this, 10% of that. So when you put it in a paragraph and how you just put it, Alicia, it sounds impressive, but really it's, it's all like, it's some days it's 75% mom, mm-hmm. sometimes a little yelling. And then I might do like a social media post. And then maybe at nighttime, I'll like create something. And the stand-up shows, I've stopped doing them live. So the commuting time has, I mean, I don't commute anywhere which means I'm usually at home if I do shows are virtual and it's a very easy and accessible way to do a show. I'm in my closet. Yes, I do inside the closet. And then um, I do a 10 minute, 20 minute show and you're done. So it's it's actually with the pandemic, things for me have gotten a little easier in terms of logistics. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not doing, I've kind of stopped taking photography jobs if it did if it bites into my weekend I'm at a phase where I can say no I used to be like so desperate to get a photography job and now I'm like that's gonna be on my Sunday I'm, I'm trying not to work on Sunday if I really like this person sure like but yeah I don't I don't try to do everything all at once yeah that makes sense and I'm sure you know with the pandemic it's made you probably had more you time prior to the pandemic, but now with the pandemic, you've had to pivot and a lot has gone online, which you said is easier, which I think is a silver lining, right? Because we're learning new ways to do what we have always done. Yeah, I like the way you phrased it where um, I pivoted. And yes, when the kids were at school from nine to three, you had all day to kind of, you know, just get some errands done without totting a toddler around and just um you could eat lunch in in private go to you know the little things that we kind of take for for granted right or even exercise and sometimes i just so spent i'm like i don't have the energy to even get on the peloton bike like yeah it's i know yeah, so the, the me time definitely has been reduced. And I feel like that has conversely um, increased my like psychotic behavior sometimes. I'm just really like a nut sometimes to my husband and I apologize that I all, uh, all the time. I'm like, I know I was being a little psychotic, so I'm sorry. Well, at least you can like tackle it head on and apologize and talk about it. Cause we yeah, can't, that's the problem happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, so prior to the pandemic, I, you were on the Tamron Hall show, I, I read, and I love her. So tell me about Tamron. Was she, was she as nice in person as she seems on TV? But this was all virtual again. It okay. was filmed last summer. They were looking for a mom who was 
kind of like frazzled and needed some gimmicks to kind of make life a little more simple. Wow. Um, and so me, Megan Murphy, she she's an author and she's also like a queen of hacks. So she was the one who would give me all the solutions to kind of make my mom life a lot more easier. So yeah. We, yeah. Some solutions. She's, she had some really good one. The, the, there was this one about how to how to have chilled wine in a short amount of time after you put your kids to bed. Sometimes you forget that the wine had to be chilled. So she had this like great gimmick, this hack where you have like a bag of ice and like you put the bag of ice in the wine glass with your wine. And then you just pull it out after like 30 seconds and your wine is chilled. So you have your glass of wine within minutes instead of putting it in the fridge and waiting for it to chill. Um, watered down when you. Yeah, and it's not watered down. So that's like, so so we were on that um, virtually, couldn't, couldn't really get to talk to Tamron. She was kind of like, she seemed really nice. We exchanged a few words. She seemed really nice and she just had a baby. So it was really relatable with all the moms to be on the panel. So it was really nice. She's, she's a sweetheart. Oh, well, so that was, so that was in the summer. Uh, and then you also contributed to an online lifestyle magazine called Pure Wow. So that's, mm -hmm. that's what dedicated to making every woman's life a little bit more fabulous. Is that what it is? Yeah, I actually didn't know about Pure Wow until uh, they came to me and they said they wanted to do a show for mothers. Um, I think they were onto something because moms and are the are the number one decision makers in terms of what to buy for the household. And so we did this uh, promotion for their for a product called Airwick Poop Spray, pre poop spray. So they wanted. Right. They, they're like, okay, we need something really creative. Um, they had a fabulous lineup and I was very like honored to be performing alongside one alongside these mothers, but we had to perform in our bathroom on the toilet, um, sitting on the toilet, obviously <laughs> dressed and we had to, um, just do our standup in the bathroom. And that was their way of promoting a product, of called pre poop spray. And, um, and they sent me some products, so it really worked. <laughs> Where can I find this skit that you did on the toilet in the bathroom? It's um, it's on Purwow YouTube channel. I know it's it's kind of hard to navigate, but if you go to Purwow on YouTube, um, there should if you type in Air Wick Pre Poop Spray, you'll see the lineup, and you'll the show was recorded. It was it was a really fun show. But I mean, the name says it all, right? <laughs> okay, and then so you're also on um. Scary Mom. So that's a that's a online publication as well. Yeah, parenting. Scary Mommy is a, a, a national a parenting website and blog and platform, um, and they do a whole range of stuff. I remember um, when I first got pregnant, like seven eight years ago, I wanted to write for Scary Mommy, and my article got turned down. And um, recently, I've been uh, featured on Scary Mommy as um, if you go on their Instagram, you'll see me doing silly reels of momhood, motherhood, and I kind of also pretend to be my husband and do all type of silly kind of reels to kind of add levity to moms and, and dads during this pandemic. That sounds like it would be a perfect thing for TikTok. 
Are you on TikTok doing that where you spoof your husband? Because I see that a lot and I love it. Yeah, I I am on TikTok not as much um, as I am on Instagram. Instagram has been my my platform that I've been building. And then at during the peak of the pandemic, I started doing TikTok because it was just such an easy way to edit. And I also wanted to keep that TikTok as my private outlet. I didn't really like promote myself in TikTok because I was like, you know, I feel like doing this today. I don't want to be judged on Instagram. Instagram's a little different platform versus TikTok. And then I soon start doing more and more videos and then I transitioned it to Instagram and it did, it performed relatively well. Mm -hmm. And then I guess Scary Mommy saw some of it and wanted me to do reels for them as well. So that worked out really well. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, on TikTok, TikTok is really fun. You could get lost on it for hours. Yes. I am on it, but I'm not public because I feel a little embarrassed. I feel like it's a lot of, it's a platform mainly for teenagers and I'm way too old for that. But I've <laughs> noticed that um, more and more moms are, are getting on and it's, and it's changing. So yeah. that might be the new and upcoming social media platform. Whereas before it was Instagram, which you have a huge following on. Yeah. Um, so how did you do that, first of all, and where do you see it heading? Do you think, you know, it's going to continue in that upward trajectory or do you think TikTok or some other platform may take over? That's a great question. I remember um, I first started Instagram uh, MomCom NYC as kind of like my outlet. So when my second baby was born was when I started to get more creative um, I was trying to find myself as a comedian. I took a four-year hiatus. So it was a break from my uh, performances and I was doing a lot of photography and I was tending to my first child. I was doing a lot of mommy and me classes and I kind of lost my identity in that. And so my second baby was like a wake up call. Like, okay, Alice, you, you have a void. You're trying to fulfill it. I don't think photography is your number one passion, although I think I'm pretty good at it, but it's not my number one passion. And then I started writing jokes that could fit into a little box. And I it was a great way to be to have an outlet. And um, it was kind of almost like venting, but in a humorous way that wouldn't hurt people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And then um, at, at 250 followers, a, a big Instagrammer, a mom, wanted to share some of my quotes and I was skeptical at first because I'm like, okay, do you want money? And as soon as she shared it, it opened doors for me and I've come to really love the Instagram community. There's this big supportive platform of mothers just cheering you on. And that's just pretty much how I grew. It was just like one mom really liked my quote, shared it, her friend shared it. And, and when I see something really funny, and something or something very like valuable good knowledge or good tips i will share that too and it's just a nice way to support women and that's how i've been growing it's just from all the support from the community mm -hmm. TikTok was different uh, i remember a young girl um this was like two years ago she was sitting down with me she's like i work for TikTok, and TikTok is going to be the next big thing you should be on it i'm like no kids are on it and she's like no a lot of middle-aged moms are on it right now. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be on it. And then I found myself to be on it because it was just like really fun video editing tool. And like you said, you can get lost on it. I like I can laugh for hours and hours on it. So it's pretty 
addictive once you get started. Yeah, I think it's a great escape from reality too, because a lot of it is funny. So I, I would think that your content would be perfect for that. You know, it's funny, like not a lot of my content does well in on TikTok. It's such a hit or miss. Sometimes I think something will do really well on TikTok. I'll test it on both platforms. And the demographic on TikTok is very different from Instagram. There's some overlap, but I feel like uh, for the demographic on TikTok, it's very supportive, mm -hmm. but you have to be very quick in terms of your message. Instagram, people are a little more patient to see, okay, what, what is this about? Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're both very different. Sometimes something does really well on TikTok, it won't do well on Instagram and vice versa. So I'm still kind of figuring that out. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, that's, that's still to come, but you, but if anybody knows anything about it, it's you. I mean, you founded the parenting platform, um, MomCom, right? NYC to provide humor to women, mothers. Uh, that's a virtual platform. Tell us more about that. And I'm reading that it's also the fastest parenting meme account. Um, probably not the fastest anymore because there are tons of mom accounts right now doing memes, especially since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a huge burst, a, a growth of parenting meme content uh, contributors right now. And it's blowing up. People love like um, parenting memes. They find humor and they have, they find levity in that. So I, I feel like it's just really blown up. A lot of accounts are growing super fast. Um, I'm growing steadily and I love all my followers. I feel like they're as funny as I am. Like sometimes I'll read the comments on my page after I post something and it cracks me up. I'm like, these, these people are funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's growing a little more, it's growing steadily upwards. I would love to see bigger numbers, um, just so I could do something with it right now. It's really to provide support to make moms feel like they're not alone in this journey. So a lot of my content is very honest, exaggerated, um, and not perfectly posed, like full makeup, well-dressed. I want people to see that motherhood life is messy, but it could also be really beautiful at the same time. And, and there's always humor into everything I try to do. Yeah, well, bless your heart for giving us that outlet to laugh because laughter really is the best medicine, especially over the past year that we had. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you from all the moms to um, you. But you, you know, you you created bring BYOB, bring your own baby. It's a comedy show based in Brooklyn um, that kind of provides laughter to parents for parents in person. Um, are you are you performing again? When is that going to happen? So yeah, that started when my baby was six months. My second baby was six months, and that was the time I was trying to figure out what I needed to do to fill a void, and it wasn't photography anymore. And I realized I missed being on stage and performing. But coming back after a four year hiatus is really hard, um, especially if you're a minority, a woman, and a comedian, and also because you know, you're not a youngin anymore. So it was really a lot of obstacles in front of me. So I tried going back into comedy because I was like, this is what I need to do. But I wasn't getting a lot of callbacks and I wasn't getting 
bookings because people were like, okay, who are you again? You've been out of this game for four years. Oh, you're a mom? No, right? So I was like, okay, if I can't be on anyone's show, I'm going to start producing my own show. So I started producing my own shows. I went to uh, restaurants and bars that had a stage and I would introduce myself in a, a creative concept. And then the concept of bring your own babies began because I wanted to bring my baby to a comedy show. And I realized a lot of parents, especially new parents, are too exhausted to make plans to go to a nighttime comedy show. Like nighttime comedy shows, they start at 9 p.m., 10 or 11 p.m. Parents don't have the energy to do that. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna bring New York City finest comedians onto the stage at 10.30 a.m. where moms and dads can feed their baby, nurse their baby, change diapers, and have a good laugh for 45 minutes while their babies are on the on the mat or playing or, or nursing. And I actually had, surprisingly, people would think, oh gosh, it sounds like it, was, it would be a zoo and very chaotic, it, but it wasn't. All the babies were very happy to be in a different atmosphere and environment. The parents were happy and laughing. And, and some of the kids were even older. Some would bring their, their, their baby siblings. So I would have two-year-olds and three-year-olds. Um, I've always had like baby mats in front of the stage. So babies were able to climb on the stage if they wanted. Sometimes the comedians would hold their hold the babies that would come up on stage. Mm -hmm. um, if a baby cried, we would, you know, make a joke out of it. So no one felt judged or shamed if any kind of outburst would happen. And we provided cookies for the moms and dads. So I wanted, my whole thing was I want to nurture the parents because I was a parent once and I didn't have an outlet and I didn't have a community and I want to provide that for them. And it, it, it was going strong for two and a half years. And then right before the uh, pandemic, we moved to the Burbs mm -hmm. and I stopped doing the show. It was just such a coincidence of timing that I stopped doing the show and the pandemic hit. Well, you know, Broadway is back open. We're performing again here in California. Oh. Can you please bring your act to California? I, think I would love to. Would love it. <laughs> I would love to. I love California, and I, I'm uh, originally from the West Coast, so I, a lot of my friends and acquaintances from New York have moved to California, and I get so envious when I see their pictures, and it's sunny and seventy-two degrees every day. I'm well, so not envious. today. It's actually raining today. Oh, <laughs> That's why I'm in my snow gear. <laughs> I'm not used to this kind of weather. Um, but. Uh, can you perform in person again? You're in New York. I know the, the rules and the regulations, the lockdown's a little different, but are you able to go back and perform in person? Because I'm sure people are just itching to get out and see that kind of comedy again. I would love to perform live. I Because I am now in the burbs, logistically, it's harder for me to get to the city. Mm -hmm. It's like a one hour commute. Um, mm -hmm just to perform for like 10, 12 minutes. And I feel like it's, I just, I just can't do it. Also, because I feel like at the current climate, it's a, I, I don't feel safe in the city. Yeah. And that has really affected my choices in terms of what I would like to do. And I've had to reject some of the jobs because I was like, I, I'm sorry, I can't, 
go to Brooklyn and I can't park my car on the street and perform at 9 p.m. I can't. And that that really sucks because I don't feel safe. And that is not a good reason to not perform. Do you not feel safe because of the climate we're in and all the anti-Asian hate going around? Or is it because of what we've always been dealing with, with muggings and um, robberies and, and violence? Like, what, what are you scared of? I think the first two, um, where we moved from, it was Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It, it, it's a very up and coming, uh, very gentrified part of Brooklyn cool restaurants and really great great part of New York City. And when we left right before the pandemic, uh, things really took a turn and there's litter everywhere. A lot of homeless people, um, there, there have been lots of violent attacks on random people, women, even men. And then the uptake of the anti-Asian crimes I just don't feel like it's worth the risk. Being a mother, I feel like it's not worth the risk. If I would, if it was not a parent, I might be like, okay, yeah, why not? You know, I'm going to risk it's just me. Right. But yeah, I've just been kind of like really apprehensive and I hate that feeling. Just like, you know, 95%, maybe 95% of chance there might not, there won't be anything that would happen, but I just don't want to chance it. And it's kind of sad to, to have that feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, you have more to lose now. I right. get, it. I get right. it. You got to be there for your babies. Right. Um, and also my husband is very protective and he's like, you're not going to the city like after 6 p.m. driving by yourself. So, yeah. But is it there a place in the burbs you can set up and have moms go to you? Because I'm sure a lot more moms live in the burbs than in the city and you might even get a bigger crowd. That is a very good idea. If if it was an outdoor venue, yes, I have been in talks with some some bars that would um, that would want a live performance. Mm -hmm. um, but things now have come to a pause again because we're not sure about the safety with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's um, right now it's all virtual, just like performing inside my closet. I know it's not glamorous. No, but, but you know, there's great audio in your closet, right? <laughs> yeah, it's soundproof and my kids can't find me, which is hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's no echo in the closet. So sure. hey, why not? And I'm sure you could reach a lot more people when you go virtual. It's true. The virtual is great because you can reach all coasts and sometimes international and you can get great exposure. So the virtual, I, I love doing virtual right now. Um, and I've learned how to do some crowd work. I used to be like, how can you do crowd work on a Zoom show? But it's actually, you can, and it's super fun. Absolutely. Well, Alice, it sounds like, you know, you're on a mission to provide a safe and nourishing platform to empower mothers, women of all backgrounds without judgment, and to always sprinkle in a lot of love laughter and fun, right? As you have today with me. So thank you for that. Thank you, Alicia. That was so nice to speak. Yeah, it was so nice to meet you. Um, is there anywhere we can go to connect with you? We quickly mentioned a lot of different platforms, but where would yeah. be the number one place people can go to connect with you personally? Number one is on Instagram at momcomnyc. So from there, like you can reach me and you can see what I'm up to. Mom, calm, NYC. All right, Alice, thank you so much. Thank Have you. a great day. Take care of those babies. You and too. Enjoy. Stay safe. Thank you so much. It was great talking. Likewise. Talk to you Bye. later. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye.
For more, please visit www.mamthematernity.com.